Hello and welcome to Safe Travels. I'm your host, Damien. The Safe Travels podcast is about finding expert advice so that you can sit back and enjoy worry-free travel. Today we're talking about the benefits of using a travel advisor. They used to be called travel agents, but have evolved to the term advisor. I generally do not use an advisor, so I wanted to hear some of the benefits. Plus, as we start traveling again after coronavirus, I wanted to see if there were any additional benefits that could help travelers. I'll be speaking with Esti Gabay from LuxuristTravel.com. Esti handles all sorts of travel plans for her clients, but she specializes in helping them plan bucket list trips. She'll talk about why it's a lot easier to use an advisor. She'll talk about the free extras that advisors can get for you, like upgrades, access to special things that DIY planners don't really have access to. She'll talk a little bit about the cost, which as it turns out, often pays for itself with all of the extras that you get for free. Show notes will be available with links to everything that we talk about. You can visit our Twitter feed at Safe Travels FM, and you will find all of that. Please enjoy this talk about the benefits of using a travel advisor when planning your next trip with Esti Gabay. Esti, thank you very much for joining me today. And thank you for having me, Damien. Would you mind introducing yourself to the audience with an overview of who you are, what you do, and your area of expertise? Absolutely. My name is Esti Gabay, and I am a luxury travel advisor. My company is called Luxurious Travel. That's my agency. And I work with a larger host agency and consortium as well. I have a specialty in that I love to work with my clients to help them plan a full-on bucket list of travel aspirations. And that way I get really close to them. I get to know what they like what their interests are, and I can plan ahead their trips, you know, maybe three to six years, three to six trips in advance. And how did this start for you? How did you get into the business? Actually, I started out as a retreat host and facilitator. I had a vacation rental property here in San Diego that sleeped 14 and a large house that had a retreat style backyard. And I was doing a lot of these self-development workshops and retreat. And then I moved into my retreat center, the beach one that slept 14. So I, I kind of lost my location and I thought, well, I don't need to do these retreats here at home. I could do them anywhere. So I decided to plan the retreats as a travel advisor and what I found is that I just kind of had a natural knack for the business and that my kind of life coaching retreat facilitation skills really helped me kind of brand myself as a planner that advises people on really where they want to go and what they want to do when they get there, have a more valuable experience than the typical travel advisor would. And we got in touch to discuss all the benefits of using a travel advisor, especially right now during coronavirus. A lot of travel is still shut down right now, but people are starting to move about again. And I'll be honest, I've never used a travel advisor. I've gone the DIY route with it, but I'd love to hear some of the benefits of using an advisor and why it's especially important while we're dealing with some of these extra things that we've been not dealing with. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, before I was an advisor, I was a DIYer myself and I felt the same way. But what I've found as an advisor is I have so much more information at my fingertips than I did before I was an advisor. So that's that's a big plus. When you work with an advisor, they work with usually a host agency and a consortium, like I said before, and those other companies have already vetted the vendors that they're looking for you to stay in. So you could pick a hotel from online website and you could read the reviews, but you really don't know who those people are that are leaving those reviews. You know, they, they may be a three-star traveler staying in a four-star hotel and think it's five-star. If you want to know what a five-star hotel is like, you need to work with companies that have vetted them as five stars. So it, it does make a huge difference in qualifying the places you stay and the vendors you use for your trips. 
And what are some benefits specific to coronavirus? Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot to keep up with with the virus. I mean, all day long, I'm getting emails from different vendors with rules that are changing and policies for each company. Just before I got on this call with you, I found out the force majeure for international travel was now is going to continue until June 15th. What that means, it means that in most circumstances, you have the right to cancel a booking and receive a full refund without a cancellation charge. But there's circumstances around these things. For instance, I know that Italy has a different rule and that all of Italy is giving travel vouchers back. So I can, as an agent, stop a lot of heartache with you trying to get a full refund because I know, I know what the situation is in Italy. So that's an example. Also, you know, I spent probably the last two months helping my clients with these cancellations. That I think was a, a real relief for them having me there as their their backup to call in and make the phone calls and deal with all the clients and things like that. So sometimes I had to negotiate the refund a bit. And you can do that as a single traveler, but you're not going to get very far. You're just one client. But as a travel advisor, I'm backing you up with my full host agency and my consortium. So those companies don't want to burn bridges with all of the virtuoso travel consortium, for example. They want to keep those larger contracts intact. And so that just gives me more power to ask for a refund than an individual travel will. And does that go for airlines, cruise lines, hotels, all sorts of travel suppliers, the same direct line to try to fix problems? Yeah, it does. We do have our direct line. And also, you know, we can't necessarily change the rules. Whatever the airlines is doing, that's, you know, that's what they're doing, right? But we do have other connections, especially with things like hotels, you know, where we're talking directly, where we have relationships, like say with the hotel manager, things like that, that could really make a difference. And then as far as travel costs, travel investment, all different areas, again, cruise, air, tours, anything like that. How can working with an advisor help protect that investment? Do you work directly with insurance companies or are there extra things that you can do? Absolutely. So first off, we have our own, you know, qualified insurance vendors that we work with and we've been working with them for a long time. They're big contracts for us. And we know them well, and uh, we, we're not insurance salespeople, but we are able to connect you with the right insurance companies, and we do keep up with all the, the rules. So that's important, and it's good to know. Also, as an investment in general, we're, we're here to make sure you get the most value for your money. And that's important. You know, for instance, in a hotel rate, there's different rates. There's the non-refundable rates and there's refundable rates and there's, and it can be a little bit tricky with all the different choices. Sometimes there's, a, you know, a hundred choices with room rates for a hotel. So we can sift through that for you and find, you know, the best option for you that has the best value. I was just going to ask about that, about extras that an advisor can do for you that is really not possible as a DIY travel planner. So you mentioned hotels, certain rooms that aren't available or different rates. Are there other things like that? Absolutely. You know, this, this is my favorite thing about using an advisor. And this is one of the reasons I became an advisor as well. I had been staying at the Montage in Laguna Beach every year. I had been there about 10 times and I'd never gotten an upgrade, right? I went up to the receptionist, you know, the reservationist, and I said, hey, you know, I've been staying here, you know, I'm a valued customer. How does somebody get an upgrade? I've never gotten an upgrade. And the reservationist said, you need to have a virtuoso travel advisor. And I wrote it down on a post-it. I didn't know what it meant. And it was a year later that I actually became an advisor. 
And I looked up Virtuoso for that reason. And turns out when you're working with a Virtuoso advisor, you automatically get upgrades that you just can't get on your own. And uh, I was thrilled <laughs> about that. And uh, by the way, I've stayed at the Montage seven more times since then with upgrades. And it's fantastic. So some of those things typically, so like I said before, you would have, let's say, the different rates for your hotel. And one of the rates would be the Virtuoso rate. There might also be a preferred partner rate with the actual travel agency. And so as an agent, I can compare those two and see which one is better for you. So typically they include an upgrade on your room, like I mentioned, if it's available. But as an agent, one of my favorite things to do is call up the hotel and kind of schmooze for that upgrade ahead of time. You know, I, I call in and I say, this client is very special. This is a special occasion. And I know they're going to love your hotel. Is there anything else we can do to make their stay more memorable? And usually I'll get a bottle of wine in their room or you know some little appetizer. And then I'll ask, can we guarantee that upgrade on booking rather than on arrival? And that comes from having a good agent, not just any agent, I think. It's just something I love to do. But other than that, some of the other things that could be included are almost always a breakfast for two. And that could be, typically it's like $60 a day. And then there's usually some sort of resort credit, like $150 or $200 credit, maybe free Wi-Fi, an extra amenity, lots of fun things that just really make a difference. And just to play a devil's advocate, could you... Be honest and list any sort of drawbacks to using an advisor. What are the downsides? What are things that people might want to know about? I've been on both sides, remember? So, because I'm a DIYer, I don't like anybody having control of making decisions for me. <laughs> you know? And I personally like to know all my options. It drives my husband crazy. Like, so if you're the kind of person that is not going to be satisfied with an advisor coming to you with three quotes and three options, you might not want to use an advisor, but then you have to be willing to spend the 30 hours it's going to take for you to sift through, you know, all the other hotels in the area or, you know, the different, the different types of cruise lines or whatever it is you're looking for. So it, it really depends on the person. The other thing is most advisors these days do have a planning fee and the planning fee ranges for different prices. But, and so some people think, well, why should I pay a fee? You know, the advisors getting commission from the vendors. It's a, it's, a drop in the bucket compared to the amount of time an advisor will spend that you don't have to spend researching your own trip. So yes, if you want to do all the research yourself and you're going to be online anyway and comparing pricing and getting into the nitty gritty, then you're not going to want to give the control over to an advisor. But that's what we're here for. That's what we're good at. And you mentioned the fee. Is that typically a flat fee or is it percentage-based? How is that structured? Typically, it's a flat fee. It's a planning fee. Like, For instance, for me, when I first I have a conversation with a client, I get to know them. I see if this, you know, is a realistic experience that they want to have, if their budget's realistic. And then when we move forward, I, I give the fee. And the fee is $250. That's mine. It could be different. Some advisors charge yearly fees to work on a limited amount of trips. But mine is for one trip specifically and typically three quotes. And that includes all my time. You know, because there's things that agents don't even get paid for. We typically don't get paid on air, for instance. So it'll cover that. It'll cover all that extra time we spend on the phone. I mean, if you think about how many countless hours I've spent over the last two months getting people's refunds, uh, I wasn't paid for that. <laughs> you know, that 250 went a long way for the hours and hours that I spent on the phone for those people. So I think it's a worthwhile investment. 
Yeah, and that's per trip, so it's not per traveler or anything like that. So a trip that involves a family, a lot of moving parts, hotels, and flights and transfers, it certainly balances out. Absolutely. What are tips to find a reputable advisor for the listener? Should you look for local people or going online, remote? Any tips there? I don't think it matters at all if they're local. I think what matters most is first, if you get a good vibe when you're talking to your advisor, is this someone that you're going to enjoy talking to, spending some time to trusting your plans to, do they seem organized? Do they have a full website and a contract to give you? It's nice to know who they're working with. So for instance, I mentioned Virtuoso as my consortium. There's also Signature and Ensemble are also good consortiums. Having a host agency really helps. And it, it gets to be a lot to throw out a lot of names of all these different companies, but it's just good to know, you know, that I'm backed up, but for instance, by Travel Edge, which is one of the best luxury agencies in the world and has over a thousand agents. So for instance, when I don't know something, I go to my agent group and I'll ask, hey, does anyone know a great hotel, you know, obscure location for my client? And I'll get a response or a few. So those little bits really help, I think, in choosing the right agent for you. Yeah. And it seems like some of the leverage that you would have with different suppliers comes from that power, that the backing of a a larger organization like that. Is that correct? Exactly. And don't be worried if you hear it. Like for instance, my company is called Luxurist Travel and I talk about being in luxury agents. It doesn't mean that I'm only going to plan people who want to have like jet tours. It means you get the, the luxury service and that comes from me. That comes from my work and how much I care about my clients. That's where the luxury comes in. And other than being backed by some of the consortiums that you mentioned, is there a registry, some sort of organization that qualifies people or licenses people that people can look towards? Yeah, you don't have to be licensed, but there are organizations and associations for sure. There's CLIA, which is for the cruise lines. There's ASTA, which is the, I think, American Society of Travel Advisors. Those are, you know, are associations that, you know, agents can choose to join or not join. And then, of course, there's lots of certifications that you can get. Thousands with an agent because you can be certified in a specific destination or a specific type of travel. So, for instance, I'm certified as a luxury cruise specialist. That's nice to know if you want to plan a cruise. A unique certification that I have is that I'm a virtuoso wanderlist specialist. And for instance, there's only 200 of us right now because wanderlist is a brand new program that virtuoso has put out and trained us in. So it, it just shows, you know, some extra training, some effort that's put in for us to continue our education and, and also helps you figure out, you know, what's the niche, what's the main area of interest that your travel advisor has. So if, if you're looking at an advisor and they just like to do like beach resorts and you want to go on a ski trip, maybe they're not the right advisor for you. I'm as a virtuoso wanderlist specialist, my specialty is putting together that bucket list of trips for you. So what that means is I like to get to know my clients really well and find out what their interests are, and not just what this trip is about, but maybe like a couple of trips in advance so that we can kind of balance your travel itinerary over the next couple of years. I'd love to get some general tips from you. What are your essential tips that you give for people when they're taking a trip? It's a broad category, but what are your basic tips that you give? Well, first, even before they plan the trip, I really like them to know what their why is for this trip. Are they going for you know, renewal and relaxation? Are they going to create memories with their kids? Are they going to learn a new skill like cooking or get better at cycling? Something like that. You know, if if you ask yourself those questions, what you really want to accomplish on your trip, then you can better pick the right destination to go to. 
And a lot of people do it the opposite way. They pick the destination first. They, they ask me all the time, hey, S, you're a travel advisor. What's a hot place to go to right now? And I say, it doesn't matter. What do you want to do when you get there? Let's find the best place for that. So for me, it's a matter of taking it back another step and, and really just getting down to what it is you want to do on these trips, what kind of experiences you want to have, and then pick the right destination. And that goes to for even with the COVID virus and everything we're talking about right now, certain things are open, certain things are not. And so you want to make sure those activities that you want to do in your next destination are open. And what are some of the common mistakes that travelers make that you can help them avoid? I think a lot of times they don't even look at their refund policy. You know, they go for the cheapest rate and then they find it's non-refundable and they didn't read the the, the fine print. (laughs) So, you know, that's kind of an obvious one. I think also that pick their hotels or their cruise lines based on somebody else's opinion, whether it's, you know, a review or something. And like I said earlier, you don't necessarily know who the review is coming from. So I think a better way to go about it is to find companies that are very, very well vetted and that you know you're going to have a quality stay. So typically with an agent, I can hopefully get you into a a better quality destination, a better quality hotel or accommodation. And then what are some of the common myths and misconceptions that you're aware of that you can help debunk? I think the greatest one for, you know, as, as a travel advisor is what a travel advisor does. So some people don't even know what that means yet because we used to be called travel agents. And so the myth that might still be out there is a travel agent is somebody who just books your airfare and hotel for you. And they're basically a booking agent, but a travel advisor is so much more, you know, we're, we're here to be knowledgeable for you and give you advice so that you have the best possible experience on your trip. Like I said, I'm a DIYer too. So I'd be like, why do I want somebody else to do this for me? I, I, you know, I'd rather do it myself. But like I said, I've learned there's a lot to know behind the scenes about travel and it helps to have an advisor. Well, and I can certainly see the benefits of, of getting a relationship with somebody. You know, if you find that spot where everyone knows each other really well, mm-hmm. and then it really works great because mm-hmm. a lot of the work is already done. They know your likes and your dislikes and your preferences, and you like to fly early or you like to fly late. Or, yeah. And I can see that really being the sweet spot of using an advisor. Well, even, you know, like I said, I, I tend to know my clients with Wanderlist, or I also have a, a book with a workbook that I work with my clients that are the more DIYers, where I... I write, you know, we, we work together to suss all this stuff out, you know, what their interests are and everything and their travel style. And so I, I know their whole bucket list. You know, I might know where they want to go 10 years from now, right? Their kids may be too young for a safari right now, but I know as soon as the youngest turns 13, they're going to go on a safari. So one of the things that makes an advisor that knows your your story so valuable is a good advisor will go on go to conferences and meet with many many vendors at a time we have these meetings where it's like speed dating and we have like 10 minutes with each vendor we talk to them i can plan those meetings based on what my clients want years ahead so right now i may not have anybody that wants to do safari but i know that this one family wants to do safari in two years i'll make an appointment with that safari vendor And I'll ask questions specifically about that family and what it's like to have a 13-year-old boy on a safari with their company. So that's a big plus. You can't get that on your own. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Where would you like to send people to find you online? Yeah, absolutely. So do a search for my company, which is Luxurist Travel. So LuxuristTravel.com is my website. I have a pretty active Facebook page too, which is Luxurist Travel Agency. And of course, they can look me up, Esti Gabay. And I mentioned I had a workbook and a guide coming out 
real soon. So I'm excited about that. That's in pre-release. If you would like a pre-copy, an order of that book, it's called Your Travel Bucket List, The Ultimate Guide and Workbook to Plan a Lifetime of Journeys. That's fantastic. Thank you very much for joining today. You've provided some great insights into the world of travel advisors. And thanks for joining. Thank you, Damien. It was a pleasure. I hope you have enjoyed our conversation today. Remember, there will be show notes and links. You can find links to show notes from our Twitter page. Our Twitter handle is Safe Travels FM. I have a small favor to ask. This is a new show, and so far, feedback has been great, but we could use a good boost. There are a lot of ways that you can help. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast player app. You can rate us on the Apple Podcast app. You can share it with friends. You can share it to social media. All of these things would help. I would really appreciate it. Thanks again. Safe travels.